we are today are going to talk about how to keep the clutter away by Jen Wilford. Um, these are going to be some habits, some habits that we can establish uh, to keep the clutter away. She starts out by saying, now that you have decluttered your space, the trick is obviously to keep it that way. Now, likely there were some bad habits that you got that got you into your mess in the first place, right? All of us have bad habits. We lay things down, we pile things up, we procrastinate. Um, so unless these are addressed, that clutter has a good chance of returning. And in order to keep the clutter out once and for all, we need to have a better understanding of why it gets cluttered in the first place. Now, do you have difficulty letting go of things? Do you binge shop or regularly buy things that you don't need or have space for? Whatever the reason may be, just identifying what they are and being more conscious of them is half the battle. The other half is replacing those bad habits with good habits. You know the saying, everything has a place and everything in its place? Well, that is the habit we need to have. Label containers and baskets to help other family members remember where things go and get everyone in the habit of putting their own items away where they belong. If you do not have a space for your items, it either needs to go or you need to find something else that needs to go so that everything fits and you have a place and a space for everything, a home for everything. With the exception of seasonal items, but try to have everything as accessible as possible. This will increase your chances of actually using the item and will also make it quicker and easier for everyone to put away. The simpler it is to do, the more compliance you will have. And I heard uh, Clutterbug say that it, you have to make it as easy to put away as it is to leave out. Uh, remember that every item that you bring into your home has a price. A price of time to clean and maintain it, a price of space, and a price of energy. Minimal Mom also talks about that. Everything uh, has to be dealt with at some point. If you do not need it, do not buy it. I know that's easier said than done. But... I need to see things in my house before I know if they are going to work, she says. So she makes sure that she does not buy anything that cannot be returned. She ha checks out their return policy first. Remember that you, you truly want to love everything that you keep. If you don't love it, it, if it doesn't work out, you have to return it. Do not buy things 
for your future self when I lose weight, um, etc. Sure, a small little stockpile of food or basic items like toilet paper or paper towels is fine every now and then, but don't go overboard here. While you may believe that you're going to need that yoga mat next year when your child is finally off to kindergarten, it might just not happen. Try to keep at least 20% free space in your cupboards, drawers, and other storage units. And I would advise try not to have storage units. Um, make sure that everything you own is just what you love and will fit in your home without overflowing into a storage unit. First, you need to recognize that your home has a finite amount of space. Try to always keep at least a little free space to give yourself a little freedom of movement to shuffle items around or to accommodate other items that you may need to add to that space. There needs to be some empty space in case you have an item that you need a space for later. Do not go crazy on the organizational products, especially before you've decluttered and figured out the need. If you keep adding more storage, you will eventually fill it up. Before you add additional storage, declutter as much as possible first. Live with the space for a couple of weeks and then decide what you really need to make a more organized and functional space. And follow the one thing in, one thing out rule. If you buy something, you need to get rid of something. For example, if you buy a new pair of boots, are you replacing a worn out pair of boots? Are you adding to your boot collection? Um, maybe if you have a boot collection, you don't need those boots in the first place, or you have a pair of boots that you know you're not going to wear anymore that you're going to replace with the new ones and donate the other pair. Um, you know, if I should really be getting, uh, it helps to keep you from second guessing if you should really be getting rid of and keeps the space from getting overwhelmed and items that you no longer are using. They can go to someone that will use them. Salvation Army, Goodwill, Thrift Store. And don't give up. Decluttering is not a one-time project. It is an ongoing process. Go on a decluttering diet. Healthy home, what do you want? Healthy home, what do you want your home to look and feel like? Quick, first 30-day decluttering challenge. Just surface clutter. Visual, that causes a visual win. Just the surface clutter. Things that you know that you can get rid of quickly. She's, and she starts in the kitchen because it's the hangout. 
The kitchen does not usually have a lot of emotional clutter. You know, all those little kitchen gadgets are not sentimental. Um, organized spaces are easy to reset. If it is not, you may need to declutter more and before you reorganize it. Habit changes. Space for everything. Put away as you use it. Touch once. Less stuff, the easier the process. Now, what are the problemed areas? Sentimental items. Stuff you may use later. Recreational equipment. Activities. Declutter one space per month. Give yourself grace and take your time. Okay, now here's a little review from Jen Lyford. Jen shares with us how decluttering is a lot like dieting or making a lifestyle change and gives us tips on using that analogy to get our homes in order. Life will happen. If your space slips back to a cluttered state, you just pick back up and start again. Jen says, the more I started to think of why it wasn't working, the more the principle started reminding me of the basic principles of going on a diet or adapting a healthier eating lifestyle, especially if it being more of a lifestyle change, making it a lifestyle change, not a diet. Having a healthy home is being able to achieve the goals of what you want your home to look like. Having time to do what you want. Having a calm, relaxing space and having it fit your family's lifestyle. There's a learning process to decluttering and organizing. It's important to go back and evaluate how a space is functioning after a month or two. And in my case, if I've if it's a year later and it's a disaster, I know it didn't work. So I try to figure out a new system until it stays fairly organized. One or two things out of place is different than complete disaster. An organized space will be easy to maintain. If it keeps getting to a state of disorganization, you probably have too much stuff in that space. One way to start decluttering is to do a 30-day challenge of quick surface decluttering. Don't go into drawers, closets. This method will not only make a big visual impact, but will build confidence because you're going to see some clear wins. It's going to make you feel good. You did something. There's no wrong place to start the next level of decluttering, but the kitchen is a good place because it's a place where people hang out. It will make a strong functional impact. It's also a place where there isn't a lot of emotional clutter. Help the family get on board by getting them involved and giving them input. Giving them input. If that isn't possible, don't let them stop the process for you. Find those items that are always sitting around and find a home for them. Once they have a home, 
get in the habit of putting things away as you use them. All right, that was a little short thing on changing your decluttering habits and see how that works for you and your family in your home. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will have all the information in the description below. Thank you for watching.